Moms for America had a big presence at the 2023 Conservative Political Action Conference known as CPAC. Well, today we are featuring two great interviews from CPAC that took place just right outside of Washington, D.C. Today we are talking with Mercedes Schlapp and Dr. Peter McCullough. You won't want to miss these important interviews and some great advice for moms. Welcome to the Moms for America podcast. Each week, special guests tackle the issues facing the moms of America today. Discussions include personal stories and advice on how moms can build a strong foundation of faith, family, and freedom in their homes and country. Hi, moms. I'm Debbie Kurlitis, your host, and thank you once again for joining us here on the Moms for America podcast. We love it that you're uh, joining us, and we love that we can connect with you every week on our podcast with great information. All right, right here on the top of the show, we do want to ask you to like and subscribe to our podcast, share this with your mama friends. We also want to invite all of our moms that are listening to join the movement here at Moms for America. If you have not joined our movement, it is super simple. You go to our website, you sign up for our newsletter, and you join the movement, and you take advantage of all our resources, programs, events, everything we have there. Uh, we are moms all across the country, uniting together to fight for faith family, freedom, and the Constitution. Again, join the movement at momsforamerica.us. We hope to see you there. Alrighty, on to today's program. Well, as I mentioned, uh, Moms for America was at CPAC, and boy, did we have a great time there. Uh, CPAC is an influential organization for conservatives who are committed to preserving the principles upon which our country was founded. Well, at CPAC, not only did we have a great time, but we had the opportunity to talk to many moms um, from all across the country about their concerns and about their hopes and their dreams for their country and for their children. We also talked to some amazing high profile speakers and we'll bring some of those interviews in the weeks to come, so stay tuned. Uh, we talked with people like Riley Gaines Barker. Um, you remember her, right? She was forced to swim against the male-born swimmer, Leah Thomas, in a female competitive swimming competition. And we also talked to the amazing Dr. Ben Carson. He was so great as well. Um, you will be inspired and encouraged by these programs that we um, were able to connect with and interview at CPAC. Um, we had a strong presence there. And one of the other things that we did that, that was so great is we were able to sponsor the Women's Breakfast, uh, which we featured Congresswoman Lauren Boebert, and we gave her the Mothers of Influence Award. Um, we have a highlight reel here from CPAC, and I love to play this for you and take a listen. I am telling you, there is a movement across this country, likes of which you have never seen before. We're not gonna let the progressives control the message anymore. We're gonna let the moms, <laughs> we're gonna let the women, we're gonna let the patriots control the message because we are the freedom fighters. I'm here because I want to help make America great again. They're teaching them to hate their country, hate their neighbors, and hate themselves, and disregard their parents. So I'm gonna tell you what we need is a new PPP. Parents, pastors, and people of faith uniting together to save this country, protect our kids, reclaim our culture, and restore the republic. This is not the time to sit on the sidelines. The key is to recognize how important the family is. Get in there, fight for your children, 
talk about stuff, talk yes. about what's going on. I think one of the most significant things that we've seen in the past two years is the rise of moms. Stay with us. We're going to win this battle together. This is the long haul. And we know that we can make a difference and you can make a difference in your communities. What you saw in this last election is what happens when moms say, oh, no, you don't. They are my children and I'm going to fight for them. We are winning school board seats. We are flipping school board seats. We have city council seats. We are helping moms connect with sheriffs and realize the power of the sheriff. It's encouraging to be in a room full of fighters, full of people who understand that you are here on purpose, with a purpose, that you were created with gifts and talents for this time. I think it is highly important to teach our children to know what this nation is founded upon. And we fought so hard to be able to create freedom, life, and liberty. And we need to teach that to our children because if they don't know our history and don't know our legacy, then they are just gonna be destined to fall for whatever the agenda teaches us. You have to get involved with the school. You need to be involved in your community organizations and to make sure that you don't stand down, but get engaged more and more, especially in the schools. Large numbers of parents now are starting to question this whole vaccine schedule. Your daughters, they don't have a voice yet. They don't yet understand the implications that this has on their future. So they need you. I think moms can make a difference in their homes and their communities by um, first pouring into their homes because ultimately their children will be giving back to their communities in the same way that we as moms give back to our communities. And sometimes we feel as if we're alone and there's no support. And that's why I'm such a fan of Moms for America because you invest in us yeah. and how to keep us going and give us the tools and the resources that we need yes. in order to have our children and be good moms. How yes. can We have to take care of us. We can't pour from an empty cup. But I do believe that we're all here at this point in time. It's such a time as this for us to be here and to congregate and to really try to make an impact and a difference for our country and our nation. Moms take care of all of us and they're gonna save America. Well, that sums it up for us at CPAC. Uh, it was really a great experience. In fact, maybe we met some of you there. So um, if you haven't checked out CPAC in uh, years to come, you really should because it's a great, great, great event for conservatives. Also, Kim was on that panel and she did such a great job uh, with those other moms discussing the culture and where motherhood um, is going and how we are making a difference all across the country. Thanks to uh, Representative Lauren Boebert too for her words of encouragement at the Women's Breakfast. Uh, she's another warrior. All right. Well, our first CPAC interview that we're sharing with you is Mercedes Schlapp. She is a senior fellow at CPAC. Yes. She's a prominent Latina national leader and a political media commentator. We love Mercy. Uh, she worked in the White House in a senior level positions for about two, for two different presidential administrations. That's right. Let me get that straight. Senior level positions for two different presidential administrations. Also, Moms for America is fortunate to have her as one of our board members. So she is a favorite of ours. She, um, she comes from a very interesting family who lived under communism in Cuba. And uh, that's why she understands how important it is to preserve our American 
freedoms. Uh, she's a mama of some girls. I can't remember how many, but she's got a beautiful family and she knows so much about being a mama. Uh, here's my interview with Mercedes. Well, I've got a superstar in the seat here, Tim. So glad to have Mercedes Schlapp with me. Welcome, Mercedes, to the Moms for America podcast. I feel like I'm right at home. It's great <laughs> to be here, Debbie. Thank you. Uh, well, we love you. We love CPAC. We're having a wonderful time here. Um, I always like to ask everybody a little bit about their family. I know you are a busy mom. Uh, you and Matt have a wonderful little quiver of women, it right? Is. It is like the movie Little Women sometimes, <laughs> I feel. Um, yes, we have uh, five really wonderful daughters ranging from the ages of 19, so a college kid already, and then yes. the youngest is uh, 11, so she's in fifth grade, and you know, one thing as you see, Debbie, is that the kid, <laughs> girls are with us. They, three I of them are it. working with They're me, beautiful. and two are working with Matt, and uh, they really understand the importance of like, we gotta be supportive of each other, and uh, they, they, I think they've learned a lot. I mean, yes. uh, hanging out with mom and dad in this, in this conference, which I think is such a family affair. It is, and you know, it's funny because my daughter works with me, uh, Kimberly's daughter works with her. We, and you know, this is it because we raise our children. We're their greatest influencers. We're their mentors. So, yes and amen to having your girls here. I, I do right? have. I do have to ask you, Debbie, because like my girls, like anytime you mention, are you going to get involved in pop? Like absolutely not. <laughs> I don't know if your daughter does that. Where it's like, well, mom, this is great, but yeah. you know what I mean. Right. Well, you know, I always say, hey, never say never. You never you, know. God. Never know. God will lead you. God right. will lead you. You never you, know, you know what your purpose is in life. Right. You never. Know yeah. where you're going to land up. But yeah. I love giving, you know, a chance for them to see what we do in our mission. But all right, let's talk a little bit about your background and your father. Right. Um, I mean, what an interesting story. I know we can't get in too deep, but um, he was uh, Cuban. You're Cuban American. Right. And he was from Cuba. I mean, what an interesting uh, history you have in your family. Well, I got to tell you, my father is surely my inspiration and my parents really uh, in, in terms of me deciding to go into this world of public service and really be an advocate right. for not only the, our democracy, but for our freedoms. Um, right. My father was, a, was, you know, had built businesses in Cuba, was on his way at a young age uh, to really be very successful, and the communists came in. Right. So my dad had a choice. He had to decide, do you fight or do you stand down and just go, go with the masses? And he really decided to fight, and he paid a really uh, heavy price, which was that of being thrown into jail for over six years as a political prisoner. Um, and he was, uh, he, he really endured a lot of suffering and pain in jail uh, to the point that, you know, it's hard. And he had to really rely on his faith and the people who were praying for him to, to know that he would survive this. So, wow. you know, when we came to the United States, he always would tell me, he goes, you know, your freedoms are so fragile. Fragile. And you have to decide, like, are you going to just not do very much? Or are you going to be in that battle? And it's why, like, at the age of 15, I, I, I just knew I was called, God called me to go into this line of work, which is very painful sometimes. Yeah. And they try to destroy you. They try to destroy your family. Right. But at the end of the day, you realize it's worth it. It's worth fighting for our freedoms. It's worth fighting to protect our Constitution. And I think that that's, you know, how I got into politics. Well, as we're talking about, family is so important. And when you grow up in a situation and your parents can play the book of communism and, and, and how detrimental it is, uh, what else can we do but rise up, really? So thank you for rising up, because not everybody does, right? Not well, you, you rose up, too. We yeah. all, you know, we're all in this together. And what you end up finding is, is that there's so many of us mm -hmm. that have all these incredible talents 
that want to get involved. And one of the, I think one of the most significant things that we've seen in the past two years is the rise of moms. Right. The rise of moms is so exciting. being part of this political dialogue, this political debate to say, wait a second, you leftists, you crazies, you government, stay out of my kids' lives. You're not going to indoctrinate my kids. I'm the one that raises my child. Right. And I think that's a very strong message. It is. And really, the moms, you really don't mess with the moms. Mama bears. <laughs> Mama bears. As Kimberly says, Mama right. bears. And it's so true because yeah. they have come into our homes and they have told the parents, step aside, I'm raising your children. Yeah. And moms have said, uh, sorry, no, get back in your place. Yes. This is my home. This is my family. Give us some advice to the moms. You, t you talk all over the country. You interview everyone from the, t the top of the top, of the conservatives. You're, you're everywhere. But what are you hearing and what would you say to the moms that are listening um, as words of advice? Well, first of all, what I'm hearing from moms, and I'm sure you all are hearing the same thing, is that they're worried. Yeah. They're scared. They're concerned. We are. They're like, right. where are we going to end up here? Right. I mean, are, is, you know, TikTok and social media, are they going to, you know, be, are they can keep influencing my kids? Are getting all these outside influences that the parents feel like they have to shelter their kids? Right. Talk about mama bear. The other thing I think there's a real concern with moms about, especially their teenage daughters, suffering oh. from depression, suffering Isn't from mental the highest health. Ever right highest now? ever. Three out of five teenage girls either feel depressed or hopeless. Think really, about whole, this whole next generation is feeling the hopeless. The whole generation of women. Yes. Think about this. They're, the women are supposed to be the strong pillars of our society. Right. Right? They raise the families. That's right. They're the ones that are the working nurturers. hard. Yes. And, and if they feel hopeless and depressed at such a young age, how can we uplift their spirits, right. their souls? So I say go back to the basics. Right. Start praying again. Yes. Open that Bible. Talk to God. Ask for wisdom and hope and courage. You know, for us, we went back to our faith very strongly, right. uh, you know, with praying with the girls as, as much as we can, yes. making that faith the most important part. You lose the faith right. and you actually lose the country. Right. You lose your family. Secondly is protect, shield your family. Right. Keep talking to the kids. Guess what, parents? You're in charge. That's right. Not the 16-year-old daughter. Right. And I know it's hard. It is hard, And you know, right. you got to pray for your kids to say, make the right choices. Especially because, when the culture tells yes. us the complete opposite. Yeah. The culture says, you 13-year-old, you're in charge of your life. Don't listen to your parents. Right. Listen to the influencers. Right. So it's not only are we trying to raise our family and fight against at the perils that there are, but now right. we've got a whole culture that is so bizarre and strange. They just want to completely come in and take over, right. but we're not going to allow it. And we do. This is one of the things. The family has been thrown to the side. Prayer has been excluded. And That's we have right. got to get back to the basics, praying and just girding up our home and, and just protecting them as much yeah. as we and we can do it moms we can it's just it's extra hard right it now. it is extra hard right now it is but i feel like the women i do feel like so many moms are starting to feel empowered and they know yes. they're not alone because they can come to cpac they can become part of cpac they become part part of moms for america which is an incredible partner for cpac i mean i don't think we could do this without you and i think that that that's saying that we are uniting forces so we in are. the way same way we're uniting forces this is a great opportunity for moms to unite forces in their that's community right. And say, 
let's rally. Let's go to the school board meetings, which we have yes. seen. Let's run for office. I'm That's seeing it. all these moms run for office. And, and we I, help them. I'm like, moms talk about America, proud, yeah. proud mama bear. I'm <laughs> like, go for it. We're behind you all the way. And I think that that's a key, you know, a key message that a mom should be aware about. And it is. And, you know, not, not being shameless here, but we do have so many great resources for our moms. Because that's really it. Kind of conservative moms have felt like I'm on an island somewhere. Who's here to help me? Nobody, right. Nobody's like me. And we are like-minded all across America. And we do. We provide resources. I mean, CPAC is resources. There is a lot available to help our moms gird up and be strong and raise strong, faith-filled children that right. love America and love their family. We're not giving up on that. No, and I, <laughs> and I think that is the strong, the, the message that we have to share. And look, I think, you know, we're at a, an important moment right now we where are. you have the Biden administration very in a weakened position. He really can't lead this country. Kamala Harris, talk about a woman who can't really even put a sentence together. These are the most out of touch political officials I've seen in a very long time. Right. And you know, moms are feeling the pain of inflation. It's higher food prices, higher right. gas prices. It gets to the point that, you know, I was, I was just talking to a dear friend of mine and she's a single mom and she's like, it's really hard to even pay the grocery bill. It and is. you know, these are women working, you know, two, three jobs to try to sustain their families. And let me tell you, the policies that work are the policies of the Republicans. It's the policies of the conservative. It builds a prosperous economy. While the Democrats are so focused on climate change and making sure you can't have a gas stove, you're kind of like, I don't want you to tell me what I can cook on. Like back out of, you know, get out of my kitchen, you know? I'm not gonna drive the electric vehicle. I wanna right. drive the car I wanna drive because America should allow for that and, right. and, and should allow that for the best, right. you know, market-based solutions in our economy, and that's not that's not what you're saying. Wow. All right. So I know that just real quick, I want to touch you about the film that you guys just did CPAC, Culture Killers. What is that about? Culture Killers. We've done two great films. You can find them on Prime Video. One is The World is Watching, which took us throughout all of our uh, international CPACs that we have in Israel, in Brazil. Now we just did one recently in Mexico. And I don't know if our moms know that CPAC yeah. is not just America. No, it is. We've had over 30 countries All reach out the to world. us. 30 countries reach out to us. Over 30 countries reach out to us saying, we want whatever you do here in America, right. bring it to our country. Right. So the next CPAC that we have is CPAC Hungary in May. And then it moves on and on to Mexico, Australia, wow. Japan. It's really a remarkable there phenomenon. There is a hunger, literally, a hunger. passion hunger. for conservative, traditional family yes. values. Yes. yes, and they fight the same battles. They're fighting That's the right. socialists. They're fighting the radical agenda. They are fighting the fake news, yes. Because guess what they watch? What's out there? CNN International. That's right. the news they get internationally. So they're fighting all of right. that. So I got to tell you, for us, um, you know, we did The World is Watching. The second video we did was uh, Culture Killers. This was all about the woke culture. Right. This is about how can we allow biological men to play in women's sports? How is that acceptable? You how know, the BLM and how destructive they were in Antifa, basically in destroying our cities, the defunding of the police, which we know has been so painful for our communities, especially right. our minority communities that are right. dealing with increased violence uh, in their cities. I mean, the list goes on and on. The cancel culture, mm -hmm. how they've tried, big tech has tried to censor conservatives. And so it's a really powerful this documentary. Is a great, movie, great movie for our Yeah, moms. this is one that we, you know, if you want to learn about the culture wars and what's happening uh, nationally and, and this battle, which continues to this right. day, 
uh, you know, that that's a great great documentary to watch. I want to mention it's good TV. It is, and and really, we are in a culture cultural battle. Right every day, every moment. So I think our moms are gonna love that. So I know you're gonna zip out of here real quick. Any last words for our moms? Cause you know, Mercy is on our, our board of directors. I mean, you, you Very are- Very proud to be on yes, your board of directors. So thank you. But and I just love for you just a, one last pass at our moms to encourage them because yes. we can make it. We can raise our kids. Yes, we, we can, can do save it. America. Yes. We can do it. I know that the world seems dark right now. I know. I know that it does, and it's it's stressful and painful, but we have great hope, and we have people out here that are ready to help you in this battle. You have Moms for America, you have CPAC, we're moms, mm -hmm. and we know what's up ahead, and you have a support system, so stay with us. We're gonna win this battle together. This is the long haul, mm -hmm. and we know that we can make a difference, and you can make a difference in your communities. Mm -hmm. It starts in your home, and it ends in your home. Amen. So go get them, mamas. That was even better. I like that line. <laughs> I'm going to use that line. Debbie, you're great. Thank you. Thank you. That's right, mamas. You can make a difference, and you are making a difference. Thanks, Mercedes. All right, next is my interview with cardiologist Dr. Peter McCullough. Um, I really do appreciate Dr. McCullough so much because during the pandemic, Many of us became very familiar with Dr. McCullough because he spoke openly about the concerns over masking and the widespread use of untested vaccines on everyone, including those who didn't need them. Um, he really had so much great information on COVID-19. Um, he has testified before the Texas Senate House and Human Services Committee on COVID-19 protocols. And he is a co-author of the book, The Courage to Face COVID-19. He gave moms um, some really important information on non-pharmaceutical advice and how to keep kids healthy uh, in our interview today and really just his take on the pandemic. So here is Dr. McCullough. All right, well, Dr. McCullough was walking by the booth and I said, doctor, will you come by and talk to the moms? And he said, absolutely. The moms are so important and I've, you really have some great things you wanna share. The moms are top priority as we are now three years into this pandemic and yeah. we've learned so much. I, you know, I would want all the moms to know, a recent paper was published from Harvard by Clausen and colleagues showing that 94% of Americans are through the pandemic. They've already had COVID. Nearly 100% of the children have had it, and that's good news. Right. Because once one has had the infection, they have natural immunity, immunity, which protects against severe outcomes. In recent studies, there's a negligible risk of hospitalization death. You can get COVID a second mm -hmm. time, but it's like a common cold. Right, so it's refreshing to know we're, we're gonna be okay, doctor. I mean, they have scared the daylights out of everyone all across America. And a lot of moms are just didn't know what to do, where to go. So let's fast forward to today. Where is COVID today? It seems like now, I know a lot of people right now basically have COVID, doing fine, you know, it's like a flu. Um, and I'm not, you know, I'm not dismissing anyone that has complications ever from it, but we're in a place now, like you said, COVID's, we've had it, natural immunity, it's been a part of it but they're bringing it back. They're trying to push masks again. They're talking about forced vaccinations. They're talking about, it. I feel the fear mongering kind of coming back just repackaged. And that does worry me as a mom and other moms that are, 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 are listening. So where are we today with COVID? Well, some more evidence. Uh, recently, a Cochrane Analytic Group out of the UK has published a report that 86 studies, dozens of clinical trials, 
masking had no impact Nothing. whatsoever, none. So I want the parents to understand that masking in schools, churches, Bible studies, none of that played a, a role at all. It's not evidence-based. And our CDC agrees. Our CDC says now the only time we need to wear a mask is in healthcare, like a doctor like me, when I'm coming face-to-face -face with a COVID patient. Which was the protocol always. Right. So that was the same for tuberculosis, influenza. Anytime I went into respiratory isolation, you're right, uh, that, uh, you know, I'm a cardiologist. Cath lab, operating room, respiratory isolation, I wear a mask. Under no circumstances should, should we have ever thought that wearing a mask going to church or to a parent-teacher conference or anything like that had any scientific justification. It symbolized fear. So we've learned that about masking. Okay. Uh, we now know that the, the pathway we should have taken was the Great Barrington Declaration published in the fall of 2020 that said all we need to do is protect our seniors and those at high risk, right. and we should have never shut down the economy. Right. I'm from Dallas. Dallas public schools were closed for a year, but the private schools remained open. Right. So what did we have? We just had greater disparities. The kids went to private school, right. got their education. The kids who were out of school for a year lost that year of education, right. and there was no difference in outbreak or meaningful COVID outcomes. Right. What about the vaccine? Um, I mean, this still is, there's a lot of talk about it. The other day on the television, I am seeing commercials again now for it with celebrities. Um, so now we've got Hollywood coming back in saying, have you gotten your booster? Have you gotten this? Have you gotten it? And I said, oh boy, they're back. <laughs> it's come out that the Screen Actors Guild, multiple Hollywood uh, studios, um, church groups, the NFL, the Major League Baseball, they all took federal money. It's called the COVID Community Corps program in 2021. Follow Bill the money, everyone. Billions of right. dollars floated out for these organizations to push the vaccine. Yes. What you're seeing from Hollywood is actually illegal biopharmaceutical promotion. We cannot promote a product without giving the risks and the benefits. And now we know the risks include fatalities. Yeah. So there's fatal cases of children with myocarditis, yes. with blood clots, uh, these horrific problems that are developing in children. So this has to be disclosed. And isn't it interesting what we're seeing with college mandates? So mm -hmm. I'm a University of Michigan alumni. Okay. University of Michigan has just said that the kids have to take a booster to stay enrolled at University of Michigan, whereas my daughter went to Michigan State 60 miles down the road that got rid of all the mandates. It's the same virus, this? the same state, right. the same educational uh, statewide funding system. How can that be? How can it be? And how is that fair? I mean, we're seeing this all around the country. One county, one school district, like you said, one school this. It's, it's, it, it lives here, but it doesn't live here. You can function here, but you can't function here. And moms are dealing with this. I mean, it is absolutely insanity. How, how do we get around this? We got to go and fight. We got to we got to say no. Yeah, that heterogeneity in schools mandates and the response—that's a sign of the false narrative. The false narrative is, in a sense, fooled some, but, but not, not others. others. So I've testified in the U.S. Senate, December seventh, twenty twenty-two, 
to pull all the vaccines off the market. If the vaccines are off the market, we're not going to see any craziness anymore. They're just simply not available. Uh, World Council for Health called for this back in June of 2022. Uh, there were very strong calls this week in the House of Representatives in the state of Mississippi. I just met with lawmakers in Arkansas. I'll be in New York uh, next week, New York State. Wow. Uh, we're seeing this all across the country. You may have seen a few counties in Florida are going to ban the vaccines in right. counties. So if the federal, if it's not going to be done at the federal level, it may happen actually at the local level. Here's what I want to ask you. Do you think the word is getting out to the moms and to America um, the truth about what really happened and the truth about the vaccine? I mean, I, in my circle, I'm hearing it. I understand it. But I'm wondering about, you know, now the now we know that it came from the lab and the FBI. You know, mm. it's leaking out. Do you think people are getting it? They're understanding that this was a big picture. This wasn't really about COVID or safety. It was a bigger picture. Well, I can tell you, you know how you can test your friends? Is br <laughs> bring, it, bring it up as, a, as an issue. And if you get the answer... I don't want to talk about it. If okay. you get the Heisman, you get the that means it's not a high five. That no, means a no. I don't want to talk about <laughs> it. That means you've actually now kind of violated their uh, space. Their very delicate psychological structure about what's going on. I think more people are clearly awake. I think women are yeah. far more awake than men. Alternative media, which is now you look at CPAC, you know, all this, all the, all the uh, independent media is way bigger than the mainstream media. Right. Remember, a lot of young mothers. They've cut the cord. They don't even know what CNN is. They don't watch any of that. They actually right. watch independent media. It's playing a huge role. Podcasts. You know, I'm launching a show in Dallas with uh, with my author, a uh, colleague, John Leake, on AFN. It's called The Second Opinion. Mm. Uh, already, substacks are becoming incredibly valuable and popular. Uh, we know that, uh, for instance, young people watch Joe Rogan. Right. And I look set at, all the look records. At, look, yes. I beat Elon Wasn't Musk. Awesome? I mean, how can a doctor uh, beat the one of the richest guys I mean, in the world? Can you believe because that? Because people wanted truth. That was and incredible. So, uh, you know, you know what show in young people that I've made a, a huge impact on? It went on once. I wish I could get on again. Louder with Crowder. Oh yeah. All the kids watch it. Yes. So you know, so we the need to think. The word is getting out. What do kids watch? Uh, Elon Musk letting doctors back on Twitter has been big. You know, I have one of the biggest uh, doctor Twitter accounts uh, with a lot of followers worldwide. Right. And people just get this brief uh, snippet, like like an interview like right. this, where they bring out, and I'm always citing the literature. Uh, at this point in time, I've done more media clips and analyses than actually all the public health officials. And I've been very accurate. I've been consistent. I haven't gone back and forth. Mm -hmm. What I said about masks now is exactly what I said three years ago. Right. I've always said to treat high-risk patients with multi-drug therapy. And I've always been cautious and fair balanced on the vaccines. But as the data has evolved, at this point in time, I can't support them. Right. And in the beginning, you, you were open, as, as, as a lot of people in the medical field. You thought, okay, this could be an answer for in a treatment, but it became the only treatment. And also too widespread. You know, what I said publicly, I said, listen, uh, the nursing home patients, they're vulnerable. My parents are in uh, senior facilities. I was really worried. I mean, who would not welcome a vaccine for the most vulnerable in society? But I did publish an op-ed in The Hill in August of 2020 before the vaccines came out. And I said, you know, this is a gamble. Uh, we're not seeing efforts on early treatment. They're going to use genetic technology where we have no assurances on long-term safety. And look how far it's gone. It's now gone from 
nursing home patients right. all the way down to six-month-old babies who never had any stake in the pandemic. I was, as a mom, I was always concerned about doing any type of early vaccines or shots for my babies. I, I tried to push that off as far as I could. I mean, it, they're now trying to take this down to the infant level, well, aren't they? Well, I mean, let's talk about the risks. So since the, this kind of multitude of vaccines has advanced in recent years yeah. on uh, children, and one of the concerns is, you know, getting so many shots at once, you know, a, a reaction that can happen is actually fever. Well, in some children, they can have febrile seizures. And if the febrile seizures are sustained, which happens in some, then there can be some permanent neurologic damage. And this is all avoidable, as you pointed out, by right. kind of going a little bit slower, spacing mm -hmm. it out. That's there's no rush to take these vaccines. Recently, uh, there's a vignette in VAERS. This is very alarming. A mother took a child and six-month-old baby. Let's make sure everyone knows what VAERS is, though. VAERS is the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System. Our CDC keeps it. Doctors and nurses report to it when we've had a vaccine side effect. Mm -hmm. And this VAERS account, I want everyone to understand, is, you know, it's what's publicly reported. It's on the website. Website. Mm -hmm. A mother takes a six-month-old baby in, and the baby in a single setting receives the uh, Tdap, tetanus, diphtheria, and pertussis, MMR, measles, mumps, and rubella, the influenza vaccine, the pneumococcal vaccine. These are adult vaccines now being advanced to children. Yeah, I'd be and, going, whoa. No, and <laughs> the COVID vaccine whoa. all at once. Right. And sadly, this baby died a few days later. Ugh. So a parents have lost their That's literally vaccinating to death. Now, I'm not against vaccines. I personally have taken all the vaccines in the schedule. My children have. I, I, I in no way am I anti-vax. But I do think we should critically reevaluate the vaccines right. based on what we're saying. Major if, combinations. Well, well, listen, if the CDC ACIP panel has said that we should put COVID-19 experimental vaccines on the routine schedule, every parent should raise questions about that. Wait a minute. How go. did that happen? You know, recent Kaiser Family Foundation survey shows large numbers of parents now are starting to question this whole vaccine schedule. Right. Yeah, and, and I would too. Advice to the moms. I know we got to let you go. And do, I do want to say, listen, if you didn't see Joe Rogan's interview with huh? Doctor, see it, watch it. Get informed because it, it is a tremendous interview. Thank you. Um, so advice to moms before you leave. Just about medical treatments the, now and what, what should we be doing and looking at and being right. aware of? The main advice to moms is that respiratory illnesses, respiratory syncytial virus, influenza, para, paramyxovirus, uh, SARS-CoV-2, it starts in the nose and the throat. We have learned so much. Virucidal nasal washes and gargles really work. They really work. We have positive data with dilute iodine, dilute hydrogen peroxide, uh, colloidal silver, mm -hmm. xylitol, even I dilute baby things. shampoo. Baby shampoo, dilute baby shampoo has a virucidal effect. So we think children, each child is different, but we think children probably age eight or above certainly can take a nasal spray, spray it, sniff it back and spit it out. It reduces the viral density. We think children age eight can actually gargle. If you teach them how to gargle, they can do a gargle for, you know, if they can do a 30 second gargle, that's wonderful. Regular scope and regular Listerine are virucidal. But okay. we have to start early in the illnesses. Why let a child get a tremendous amount of congestion, suffer for several days, and then have 
you know, it doesn't move into the lungs right away after several days if we knock down the viral burden. The virucidal nasal sprays and washes are far and away the most important thing I've learned from others. Let me give you another point. Okay. Don't let a child percolate with a high fever, particularly a young child, because the, the fever can precipitate a seizure, and some of these seizures that are sustained really cause problems. So mm -hmm. good fever management when the child children are younger, it's not so critical when they're older. Mm -hmm. And moms investigate too. Know really what they're putting in your child, want to put in your child, what they're, what they're pushing. We have to really be the great investigators now, don't we? Yeah, mothers need to do their own research and start asking some questions. Let me give you one more vaccine uh, issue. Hepatitis B vaccine, of which uh. I took. Now I'm a cardiologist, I deal with needles, I do procedures, I have a risk of getting hepatitis B. The only infant, newborn, that's at risk for hepatitis B is one born to an active IV drug abusing mother. I never did hepatitis so, so, so B. So do, do you see kids, what I mean? Yeah. So, so, so yes, if there's an IV drug abuser, hepatitis B vaccine would be appropriate for that child. Now, if not it's, for uh, the massive population. But not for the massive population. Now, if that person becomes a healthcare worker like me, then sure, hepatitis B. As an B adult, vaccine. but not as sure. a newborn. I mean, that's just an example. It is. Uh, two more examples. Uh, you know, pneumococcal pneumonia and influenza are not childhood infections. We shouldn't be advancing all the adult vaccines on top of, you know, children really who, who are six months old. The adult vaccines on the children. Right. Makes no sense. It's gone too far. Gone too far. Thank you, doctor. Thank you. I know you're, you know what? I know thank this you. is tough for you. Everybody's coming at you, but the moms are with you. Thank you. So thank you. Love our moms. <laughs> moms take care of all of us and they're going to save America. Thanks That's for having it. me. <laughs> Well, those were two great interviews today. Um, I know they brought a lot of information, a lot of encouragement too. So thank you, Mercedes. And thank you, Dr. McCullough, for joining us. Uh, we appreciate your time and all that you're doing for the cause. Also here at the end, I want to remind everyone to make sure that you sign up at momsforamerica.us. Uh, check out all our resources, our events, and our programs. Check out the cottage meetings when you're there. It's 12 lessons that will help inspire and educate you about America's amazing heritage. Um, so you can share those principles of liberty in your home and in your community. Again, please check out all of our resources at momsforamerica.us. We have so much information that will help you in your journey through motherhood. Uh, when you're there, please sign up for our weekly newsletter. This will help you get educated and connected, uh, again, about everything that we're doing from podcasts to legislation. Also, if you have an idea for our podcast, I would love to hear from you. You would email me at podcast at momsforamerica.net. Subjects, uh, guests, interviews, feedback, I would love to hear from you. All right, moms, I say this every week because we believe that liberty begins at home. We believe that you mamas are the heartbeat of America, and that's why you are so important. You are so important to your family, and you are so important to America. We believe that it is the mamas that are going to save our country and save the children. The next generation, right? We are the ones that are raising the next generation. Um, again, please like, subscribe, share this uh, information with your mama friends. And uh, I so look forward to seeing you next week as we have another informative episode on our podcast just for you about mamas just like you and topics that affect you in your home. All right, moms, let's keep changing our world one home at a time, and I will see you next week. Thank you.